Greetings, friends. This is Mike from Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. This week, as every week, one of us will be bringing a topic to the table. The other host will not know the topic. And then we'll break down that list and come to a definitive Top 10. But this week, we have a twist. Special guest and very good friend of the pod, fiance Allegis. That's Kyle's fiance, not mine, though. I feel some kinship there. Will be joining us to talk about a topic of her choosing. So, Kyle and Allegis... What's our topic this week? All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Very excited to be here. So our topic this week, my inspiration was uh, I was thinking about things that I like. And the past month or so, I've been doing nothing but work and did not really think you guys would want to hear top 10 intricacies of construction management. So instead, I was thinking, what do I do in my free time? And I realized that I've really just been watching TV with what little free time that I have. And that some of the shows that I watch are a little bit ridiculous, and I'm almost embarrassed to tell you that I watch them. And for that reason, today we are doing the top 10 guilty pleasure TV shows. Interesting. I like this. I am very excited to have the female perspective on this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) sorry, you go ahead, because I want to ask a clarifying question early on, but please. So I think you might be getting to one of my first clarifications, and that's, I hate to stereotype, but I think this could very much differ by gender. Because I think there are a lot of shows that I watch and that I'm not embarrassed by it. But if you guys were to watch them, you would maybe be embarrassed by it. Right? So like, yeah. for example, I think Gilmore Girls... I was Girls- just going to say, don't even say Gilmore Girls because because neither Kyle nor I am the slightest bit guilty or <laughs> bad at all about loving Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. Well, because I was going to use that as an example of one that I would never put that on my guilty pleasure list. Because I think that's just quality TV. No. But I think maybe a guy would put that on their guilty pleasure Not these list. guys. No? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be obsessed with this show. Like, it feels like one that I got, I should have gotten into yeah. as a kid, and I regret that I never did, I think. Because, yeah. So you would, you would find it. it so clever. I just want to note, uh, as far as guilty pleasures go, uh, this one is for my sister, Nicole. You, there, there's no guilty pleasure for trapping your husband and unborn child into watching this show endlessly uh steve needs to feel no guilt in watching this show on a loop because you've tied him down and forced him to watch it so (laughs) no guilt there (laughs) i so i guess my clarifying question was does a show necessarily need to be bad for it to be Mm. a guilty pleasure like, usually a show is considered a guilty pleasure because it's not very well written, or it's, it, it appeals to a, a more uh, the base sides of our natures. Mm. Um, I don't, because like Gilmore Girls is an example. We all obviously feel no guilt about watching it, but right. like, I could see how someone would, but that is a quality television show. Yeah, yeah. I don't really think any of the ones on this list are real quality okay (laughs) i like i yeah this is not just a list of my top 10 favorite shows because there are shows i've left off of here because i think they're just actually good tv shows these are shows that are either just like ridiculous or have no real purpose of being on tv or i don't know are way too long just for the sake of making it into a tv show Mm, all tv that's a good that's a really good reason for a show to be a guilty pleasure there's yeah. so many things i feel like game of thrones has introduced us all to the notion and then true detective came out at the same time totally different formats introduced us to how important a format is there are some tv shows that should be a one-hour documentary and are like seven seasons 
that I think is an important element. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also took into um, consideration the popularity of the TV show. Mm. So if it's very ridiculous and also very popular, that puts it towards the top. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. All right. Well, um, what's number 10? All right. Number 10 is on the list because I think I'm too old to be watching it, but would still watch it anytime it's on. And this is Victorious from Nickelodeon. Oh, I was hoping this was going to be Phineas and Ferb. I thought about it. Okay, Phineas and Ferb is not on the list. No, no guilt there. So tell us about Victorious. (laughs) So uh, I don't really know why I love Victorious. I think it might be because of the very catchy music. Mm. And also the fact that Ariana Grande is on it before she was really known for being Ariana Grande. Interesting. But, um, yeah, I would watch the show when it was on. If I was flipping channels, I would watch Victorious. Also, there was a brief time where, when I still lived at home, my sisters and I would watch this, like, on demand. <laughs> like, like, if you take the time to go <laughs> back and watch an older episode of Victorious, instead of just watching it when it's on, I mean, guilty pleasure. That's a really yeah. good point. How you access the show, <laughs> that, like the decision yeah. to on demand that is a that is a decision. Yeah. Somewhere at Nickelodeon, they're like, someone is watching this on demand. Yeah, they're yeah. tracking the data and like, what? Are you sure you're not looking at archives, Billy? Like, yeah. no, this is 2018. Yeah. Someone beep, is beep, watching beep, this. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> what is happening in Southern Illinois? What is going on? <laughs> I think. This is interesting because, like, I I didn't watch that show much, um, but I didn't I hadn't even considered the possibility of children's television as a guilty mm. pleasure. Because, like, in college, Alex and I watched a lot of SpongeBob, but I don't <laughs> consider that a guilty pleasure. Yeah, uh, it's more nostalgic, and I I also think that's just a good show. I don't know. So, like, I'm not going to judge you for watching a kid's show, obviously. Right. Do you think the quality of Victorious is actually just lower in general than other children's TV shows? Perhaps, yeah. Like, I actually (laughs) considered putting iCarly on here instead. Mm. But I think that iCarly might actually be a better TV show than Victorious. I have two clarifying questions, so I'm certain I know what we're talking about here. So, iCarly, is that the spinoff with uh, Miranda, what's her name? It's Miranda Cosgrove, but it's not a spinoff of Drake and Josh. It is. Totally, it's, it's not. No. It's not Megan. I always thought that like Carly was her friend, and she was like a spinoff. Oh well, I missed the boat on that one. It's is... just the same actress, Mike. Okay. Sometimes right. an actress will play different characters. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. Number nine is kind of a cop out because I feel like Kyle saying this, but I could literally make an entire top ten list out of this one thing, <laughs> and th- this is. Any TV show on MTV. Oh. <laughs> because, I'll tell you why I got this. <laughs> oh, this is a little bit of a cop-out. I know. I started, but the problem is I started with Jersey Shore. Okay. Then I remembered The Hills. Oh. Then I remembered Teen Mom. Oh, don't <laughs> forget just... Laguna Beach, because that, was the, that was the one that inspired The Hills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The list goes on and on. So we can, I'm okay putting Jersey Shore as the stand-in. Oh. But I just, But which is the best? To... Remember two a days? Do you guys remember two a days? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the one about the football team. Oh, there were so many uh, good ones. Also, pit my ride. Oh, <laughs> no, this those is, are not guilty no. pleasure shows. Yeah, this is pit my ride and cribs are not guilty pleasures. <laughs> cribs, room raiders. Remember they had the black light. Go. What other ones are there? Uh, uh punked was another oh, one I had punked. on my list. Uh, is sixteen I pregnant a real show? Yes. 
So is a teen TV? mom, uh, I didn't know I was pregnant. My sister Felicia got super into that for a while. It always ends on the toilet. Always. That's when they realize they're pregnant. <laughs> There's also that one called Maid. Remember? It's oh, like, I want to be Maid. I hated Maid. Those kids were such little buttholes. Oh, they were the worst. My super sweet 16. Oh, that's a good one too. There was a yeah. girl who had uh, who had uh, three six mafia at her uh, at her sweet sixteen, and she was pissed that she didn't get the Mustang she wanted. She was the worst, <laughs> the worst. Uh, they also have a bunch of new weird shows, which I'm not as familiar with, but I know one of them is about people who get catfished. Oh you know, yeah, online. Yeah, and then they like interview the person who got catfished, and then they try to go meet the I don't know what you the call catfish. it catfish. Catfish. Yeah, I don't know. Mike and I are looking at each other like, ah, I don't know, because I've never done that. Yeah, who have, is the fish and the fisher in this situation? It's whatever. We'll talk about <laughs> right. that later. Yeah, so I apologize for the cop-out, but I just, right. I didn't want them to all be from MTV, but there are so <laughs> many good ones. This is, this is akin to how we totally cheated with the Redhead podcast and just put all the Weasleys in one. Mm, yeah. We can... We can come back to it when we when we do the final ranking, and maybe there are a couple that stand out that yeah. we pull. But we're very comfortable doing proxy picks, totally, and just grouping them up. And Never it, forget Allegis. This is top ten with Kyle and Mike with an asterisk. So and Allegis this week, and Allegis this week. <laughs> As an avid listener of the show, I'm aware that occasionally we're allowed to bend the rules. So I think I, what, I think it might even make sense for us to just at the end keep this as the category, but just as a as a little side bet elect the theoretical representative yeah we should at least at least decide on the guiltiest yeah pleasure in that in that pool all right <laughs> is one feeling feeling good to you right now or you want to come back to it we'll come back to it let's come back i Look. can't believe how many you guys just <laughs> yeah they're all washing over me right now <laughs> so but it's many oh. i never i never watched mtv as a kid yeah. i don't think i was i don't think we had it or even if we did i certainly wouldn't have been allowed i to, was so. not allowed to at all definitely not yeah. allowed to yeah that explains why you know all of it so yeah. well so. i watched a lot of it with my friends like over the summers or i ugh, admittedly watched a little bit when i was supposed to be doing senior service oh boy. <laughs> wow yikes <laughs> doing a couple rosaries for that one uh, <laughs> at any rate rock us into number eight elite yeah. <laughs> all right eight is changing gears a little bit eight oh i thought that was gonna be a show i was like wait changing gears what show is that <laughs> Wait, what? A reality oh, no, bike sorry. TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I meant eight is not similar to okay. number nine. In eight is our friends from Hoboken, New Jersey, Cake Boss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a pretty well regarded TV show, though, right? Like, like what about the show is guilty for you? I feel like if you watch Cake Boss, you're really just there for the family drama mm. because you could just look at like a time lapse of the cake or like a photo of <laughs> That's the a cake. Great point. Like, That's so a really good hour, point. For a half an hour, you watch them fight, and then something happens, and then the cake tips over, and then you learn what fondant is, and by the end, yes, the fondant. Cake... Oh my god, so much fondant. <laughs> yeah, always fondant. So I guess I did get that from the TV show. I learned That's a great what fondant point. Is. Um, but besides that, I feel like you're really just there for the family drama in Hoboken, New Jersey. And I love it. I'm all about it. But maybe it doesn't need to be a full TV show always. Can I hit uh, you guys with my two Cake Boss thoughts? Yeah. I'd love to hear both. So thought one is a TV theory that just just popped into my head right now. I think that 
the quality of a show is inversely related to how much B-roll it employs. Like, Cake Boss <laughs> was all B-roll of, like, the sidewalk and cake time lapses. The, like, actual, I don't know if A-roll is the term, like, the actual A-roll was, like, three minutes per 30-minute episode, and the rest was just, like, little swing music while people walked down the streets of Hoboken. That's thought number one. I think that applies to all shows. Number two is my Cake Boss anecdote. Driving down the eastern seaboard with my mom and my sister Nicole to visit schools junior year of high school, Nicole insists that we stop in Hoboken to go to Carlo's ba- or it's Carlo's Bakery, right? I think. Mm-hmm. And my sister, who doesn't like celebrities, doesn't know what's on TV. Who Felicia, my other sister, and I call Aunt Chip because she's so out of touch with what's going on. <laughs> sees the pimply, nerdy delivery boy who's always dropping the cakes every uh-huh. episode. Dies. She dies. She was so <laughs> excited to see him. She freaked out. So this is the guiltiest of guilty pleasures in my home. Cake Boss is totally guilty. <laughs> Excellent. Guilty, I say guilty. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Alright, I you've convinced me. <laughs> Did you watch Cake Boss ever, Kyle? Only a couple episodes here and there. All my shows are lost on Kyle so far, but uh, now do you can I ask a quick question on this? In the cake world, like the is this do you think this is the guiltiest of like the cake related shows? You know, I also think you could swap it out for a great British bake off. Oh, Ooh. I love that show. But I think that one might actually just be better. I think that's a good TV show. Yeah, I do too. There's like the Junior Chefs one, like the Junior Iron Chef my sister got super into for a while. I don't know. Chopped? Have you ever seen Chopped? I have, but that one's not... Do we have to make the distinction between baking and cooking? No, no. I'm just saying, if you wanted a baking Mm. show, I don't know how many more there are. There's Cupcake Wars or something. You have totally defined what a guilty show is to me now. If you would feel weird (laughs) on demanding it... (laughs) <laughs> like that's the test. That's now the test, and I'm wondering would I feel weird on demanding chopped, and I think I would. Or I think also talking about it in person. Like if you walk up to someone at work and say, "Like, did you see last night's episode of Cake Boss?" That's a great <laughs> idea. That's a great point. If that is that actually time. perfect because one that I'm thinking of is one that I overhear a couple people at work uh, talk about occasionally. Shouts to you, Allie, if you're listening. Um, and. and I'll, I'll bring it up later, but they're like kind of talking hushed tones so that like everyone else in the office can hear you. Like if you're talking about your show in hushed tones at work, it's definitely a guilty pleasure, right? There are some great tests. I feel like they overlap. These are great. These are great measures. <laughs> it was really hard because at one point it just started devolving into shows that I like or shows that I watch. And I had to really, I had to employ some of the tests to decide. Which these do I really feel yeah, shame over? Which got on the list and which don't. So, Kyle, that takes us to number eight, which I think means we're we're in our not top uh, three territory here, right? I mean, we usually do it after seven, but we can do it oh, after eight. Oh, I lied. Let's go to seven. Continue. Seven? Okay, so seven is another one that I think Kyle probably hasn't watched, but Mike, maybe you have due to your older sisters. <laughs> mm. And this one is America's Next Top Model. Of course, I've watched that. Mrs. J is amazing. <laughs> do you guys want to just pick this one? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the reason I put this one on here is because I think this show is up to like 20 something seasons now. Oh my God. And I'm not actually convinced anyone still watches it, but I do know on the days where they play the marathons, I would definitely sit down and still watch America's Total Model. As long as you can catch a season, like you've got it, you've got to, you've got to be in season. You don't want to cross over because you want to, you want to be in on their journeys. 
Agreed. Agreed. And they used to play them on VH1. I think that was mm. the channel that did the marathons. Yeah. I was all about that. Is that it on E cool. now? Or is it I actually, just... I have no hmm. idea. Interesting. Should have looked that up in my, my vast research for this. So Kyle, have <laughs> you seen any uh, Next Top Model? I actually have seen a little bit. Uh, Aaron was into this for a while. Really? Isn't there... Yeah, isn't there one... There's one guy that has like a pretty seriously... Uh, boisterous personality on the show right my dad met him in the airport once wait mr. the guy J. with the white wait mm-hmm. mrs j is the one with the white tips right no that's mr j and then what? miss j is the one with the he's like bald i think what you talking mr. about mr j Willis? is the one that always helps them at photo shoot. with the frosted tips who looks yeah. like the dude from uh who sings um supernova girl from xenon <laughs> i'm thinking of a bald guy who is a, a, a black guy a black Bald That's Miss J. Okay, I think there's a lot of J's. I'm a little yeah, confused about yeah, which J is which. There's only two J's. I thought there was one, but now there's two. Huh. <laughs> but the Frosted Tips guy, my dad met him in the airport, and he told him like, "Oh, my daughter loves you." And then he tried to get a picture with him, but uh, Mr. J got whisked away too fast mm. down like the. Oh Pacific. no! That's what I, know, I know. Um. So here's my question about this show. Is there, an, like, an, a version of this show that is not American? Because it's called America's Next Top Model, right? Probably. It is, but I don't know. The I gotta think somebody's question. probably picked up on this. It's not relevant to this conversation. Um, oh, I totally recognize that guy. Both of them. Sorry, I pulled up a photo just now. Except it's showing both. I think this one is Mr. J. Yeah, I think you're right. Helpful. Wow. His skin is incredible. Yes, um, he does have great skin. It is. <laughs> I think this falls, because I think, I don't know, is there, like, I feel like there's some merit to the the concept of women competing to to secure, like, a highly coveted job, but the fact that it's gone on for so long, and probably in later, and there's, you know, there are different versions of the same show, like, later seasons of this show maybe is considered a guilty pleasure more so than an early version of the show, one show I I can think of at least a couple shows that like in the later seasons it's like this sucks like if you're watching it now it's really just a guilt thing yeah whereas the first seasons had some prestige and like actual popularity to them I think know? that's a good mm-hmm. point I actually think this might be a show that sort of jumped the shark a little bit I think mm-hmm. it was like a pseudo legitimate competition where I think early on like it was a pretty big deal if you won and then yeah. it got a little kooky like American Idol I think kind of that's what I'm thinking had a of, similar like, trajectory. Pretty- Exactly. Like, you know, Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, yeah. Blake, and then the first seasons are a big deal. And like Justin Guarini, Bo Bice, Ruben Stuttered, you know. Oh, of course, you can't forget Ruben. You but. can't forget Ruben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to mix it up on America's Next Top Model, they've done um, a season with guys instead of women. And they oh, also cool. did a short girls version once where you had to be like, usually you have to be, I think, Five nine or taller to be on it, and then this one you had to be shorter than five nine wow. to be on it. So serving a, cool. serving like a social purpose. A yeah, that's nice. Wow. Yeah, I kind of like that. It's like the Dove campaign. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just like the Dove campaign. Mike, that is number seven. So what does that bring us to? Kyle, from what I hear, the kids tell me that brings us <laughs> to our not top three. So <laughs> this week, I suppose that means. I actually think this could be fun. Shows that you like love to tell people you watch, 
but you don't really love or like how do you feel about this or like shows that everybody who watches it has to tell you that they watch it see i was thinking more like a show that you really should be watching and you feel guilty that you're not okay oh i like that unfortunately i don't really know like what kind of show that is Mm. we could do both here yeah i feel like there's like prestige tv out there that like if somebody here's what i'll say i think there's also an element of from the beginning you buttholes out there the from the beginning thing has become such a thing (laughs) it's like everybody watched breaking bad right like everybody yeah oh well i watched it from the beginning so i feel like breaking (laughs) i feel like breaking bad uh uh, Mad Men, The Wire, like the all of the prestige TV that mm-hmm. everybody's like, I watch. Like three years ago, it was those would have been the top three. Now those with the phrase "from the beginning" are like the top three <laughs> of this category. <laughs> it's like you I, it's Philistine. Funny. <laughs> it's funny you say Breaking Bad because that was actually going to be on my not top three. Because I was thinking it would be shows that you are actually proud to say that you watch and you kind of feel mm. cool for watching it. Like yeah. in The Office, you can keep up with like The Office talk. Yeah. Obviously, Breaking Bad is over now, but I imagine when it was at its prime, that was all the talk in The Office when the new episodes came out. That and the one I'm thinking of, like the back when Lost was on, like oh, yeah. there, was, there was a certain swagger you had if you were up on Lost and like keeping up with it. Not swagger. This is on when I was in... This was airing when I was in high school, and so, like, by swagger, I mean, like, I was a nerd, you know, that was keeping up with Nerd swagger. But But Kyle, haven't you told me that, actually, that brings us back to a conversation we had before about shows that jump the shark? Isn't that one that you said you continued to watch purely out of, sort of, a sense of duty? Absolutely. All you other losties out there know, (laughs) what the hell, after season four. (laughs) (laughs) That was how the office office was for me when Steve Carell left. Like, I kept watching, and it was just hot garbage up until the last episode. The last episode was, like, the best series finale I can remember. But that was one that, like, it, it was, it dragged. I don't know. This is a different conversation for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've identified a couple of different ways to, to describe a, a not top three in this case. Maybe we just pick one from each. Yeah. I can't think of a show that, like, I... I came up with one that I don't actually have any examples for. I'm trying to think of, like, a, a really socially conscious show that, like, you feel, oh, what about, like, Planet Earth? I know a lot of people actually watch that. Mm. But, like, I always felt like I should be watching Planet Earth. I just never did. Or, like, Cosmos. Like, oh, I should learn something. And then, like, felt guilty that I never actually That's spent a good the time. And then you watch Cake Boss instead? Yeah, <laughs> ex- exactly. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe this not out there is like the shows you really should be watching, but instead you're watching these ones. That's a great, yeah, what's the replacement? <laughs> I feel like this is very demographically important too. Like all of the stoners out there, it's like if you're really cool, you smoke weed and then watch Planet Earth. If you're not, you smoke weed and watch Cake Boss. And like, <laughs> for our older people, like for some of our elderly listeners, they want to be watching 60 Minutes. They're like, you know, I'd really like to improve myself and see what that Madeline Albright is up to these days. And instead, they watch Cake Boss. So, like, I think it <laughs> depends on the demographic. I Yeah, totally agree. Good point. For our demographic, I'm comfortable throwing <laughs> Planet Earth on there. I've got Breaking Bad, in parentheses, from beginning. <laughs> and, um, I don't know, what was another one we talked about? I like The Office or Parks and Rec. I feel like a good fun... Oh, like, now I'm going to get up on my new soapbox. I did watch that from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But I feel like those are maybe even like yeah. uh, Friends, just a show that it seems like everyone has seen. Friends is interesting because it probably should be a guilty pleasure, and yet it hasn't slipped from like its place as a really high quality, at least in the majority of people's minds, Mike. I actually have not seen all of Friends, but no. I know a lot of people who have. Caroline, as Kyle <laughs> referred to her, and now Caroline and I refer to her all the time, longtime girlfriend, um, has all of the Friends DVDs. I hate it so much. <laughs> I love so much about her, and oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> okay, so maybe not Friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we'll, we'll, th- we'll throw Friends on yeah, there. Yeah, let's just throw to Friends. Be, just, we're going to... I think we've had enough of this segment. <laughs> Very confusing. We're on pace for about a three-hour pod, so. Yeah. We'll and to, not we'll your to... fault, Allegis. It's us. All right. Changing gears. Mike oh shows. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fix gear. No break. <laughs> it's my mistake. Yeah. Okay. Number six is Naked and Afraid. Oh. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm tempted to say that this is actually a good show because I love it so much, yeah. but it is not. I know. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the same thing, but the way I got to Guilty Pleasure was when you really think about how absurd the premise is, yeah. and also the fact that I've actually watched like three or four in a row before. Oh, yeah. They're like, that is just a long time to be watching Naked and Afraid. Can I just jump in? <laughs> I want to hear more about your Naked and Afraid thoughts, but I want to quickly note that this was part of a trend. Like, Naked and Afraid was not yeah. the only thing. There was Naked and Afraid, Dating Naked, which is yep. great, and there was also Leasing Naked slash yep. Buying Naked. It was a real estate show, and they made all kinds of jokes about, like, the corners of, like, counters being rounded so that there wouldn't be any jagged edges. And it, it, was, it was ridiculous. And, like, posing like an elephant in front of some dude, like, leaning back as he's, like, he's, like, looking yeah, they at the kitchen. That one. They would do the Austin Powers thing where, <laughs> yeah. like, phallic things would, like, appear in the foreground yeah. in front of their, like, pelvic area. Yeah. And then there's, like, a dude, and he's, like, look at these wide bay windows. And he's, like, stretching out, yeah. and his ass is blurred out. <laughs> yeah, important about which ones blur butts. Because that show blurred butts, Naked and Afraid does not blur butts. That's true. Mm. Huge advantage. What's funny is that, like, the it, it kind of goes exactly as, as you'd expect. Like, the people that do the best on that show are the ones that are best at not being naked and not being afraid. Totally. So, like, like the ones that quickly realize they need to clothe themselves end up doing really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just... <laughs> I think the most ridiculous thing is... Kyle, you were telling me about this episode where the woman brought something actually really useful and the guy, what did the guy bring? Do you remember? The woman brought this like amazing hunting knife and the dude brought, I can't, I don't. It's like a rope or something. Just, uh, I don't remember what it was. It was like a keychain. Like it was just oh, like nice. something so inanely stupid and she gave him this look like, oh no, I'm, yeah, na- so I'm naked and afraid and alone. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if and this, also- oh yeah, you go. They also always drink the water. It's like, why would you drink the water? Everyone that goes on Naked and Afraid, someone drinks the water and gets sick. And then the other one has to like build the shelter and do everything on their own. That's a great point. But importantly, like really importantly, this show taught us the same thing that 2017 taught us. Men suck and women are awesome. 
Yeah. It's always the man who drinks the stupid tapeworm <laughs> infected water. And it's always the woman who gets stuck nursing him while also hunting and gathering. The men <laughs> suck so at true. this show. They're so bad on the show. The woman has like this amazing treehouse yeah. made of like weaves. And she's like, come up here. I have like, I'm cooking dinner. And the guy is like using his bare hands to dig into the ground yeah. for standing water, and then he crawls back to the treehouse and yeah. poops himself right in front of the tent. Like that's how <laughs> that all did happen. I remember do. that. The man ruins the shelter with his terrible diarrhea while the woman is like, she's like creating sanitary napkins out of like palm fronds and surviving like very well. It's <laughs> just having this words like in front of their shelter. Oh my god. I drank the water. <laughs> yeah. You told me not to. I drank it. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, we eat. Stop. We eat there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I want an episode of Naked and Afraid where it's two women. <laughs> no, at least that would not be a good show because if it was two women, they would, like, they would build an airplane yeah. and just, like, leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's very she true. Without the dead weight of a man to carry around yeah. this island, this show is over. You know, they're, like, yeah. by the end of, like, the three weeks or whatever, they've, like... They're playing chess. It's the beginning of Wonder Woman. In like three weeks, it's the like beautiful island Themyscira (laughs) at the beginning of Wonder Woman. They're riding horses and like shooting bows and arrows. (laughs) Everything is in slow motion. (laughs) I didn't mean for this episode to turn into like a super feminist girl power episode, but I'm also all about it. Keep it coming. I want the show. It's true. I just want to see the bridge. I just want to see what happens in between Naked and Afraid and Wonder Woman. <laughs> the prequel to just, Wonder Woman. It's like the story of the Garden of Eden. Instead, <laughs> it turns from shit to Themyscira. <laughs> so on that same not good radio. line of thought, would a bigger guilty pleasure show be that if it was just two guys on Naked and Afraid? <laughs> That's crazy. I would also <laughs> really like to watch that show. Yeah, they would always be beating each other up to prove who's tougher. <laughs> They're so <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> They're always terrible. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Man. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Do you want to recap at all? Oh, good thinking, ladies. Um, yeah. Do you want to run through our ten through six real quick? Sure. Number 10, Victorious. Number 9, MTV with a placeholder to be determined later. Number 8, Cake Boss. Number 7, America's Next Top Model. And number 6, Naked and Afraid. All right, number 5. Number 5 is America's Got Talent. Mmm. Talent show. Talent show, but also I think America's Got Talent is more of a guilty pleasure because I think uh, people seem to watch this one even less. Like, it never really took hold like American Idol did yeah. or The Voice. But this one might be more of a personal pick because I actually really love America's Got Talent and have done the thing where I've, like, watched it on Hulu later. Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Girl. I know. I know. Wow. And I'm a little embarrassed to say so, which is why it's so high on yeah, my list. Yeah, you're the only person. I know. <laughs> They've got some flags on my Hulu account between Victorious and America's yeah, Got Talent. Yeah, they're like, I love, I would love to see the profile that they've built, like, what demographics they think you fill. Yeah. Your name is confusing enough. You're getting ads that, like, have no idea what kind of ads to send you. Like, what do, do, is it, like, does she want nail polish? Or, like, what? Yeah. Actually, for a while, Hulu is different, because Hulu is uh, just mine. But for Netflix, 
my whole family was sharing an account. And for a long time, we were too lazy to make our own little <laughs> profiles. So it was especially confused then because it was everything from my now 14 year old brother, but at the time, probably like 10, all the way up through my dad. Like, yeah. Who was using this? That's a great point. Nothing was like that 100% match. Yeah, because yeah. your mom, like, loves Sons of Anarchy. Meanwhile, you know. <laughs> Actually true. My mom does love Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> it's a great show. I, let's talk America's Got Talent for a second here. I've never watched it. I'm I'm aware of its existence. I feel like the question of how it didn't take off like American Idol, I, just for me as somebody who doesn't know anything about it, I feel like I would get frustrated trying to compare somebody spinning plates to somebody saying all the countries of the world in reverse alphabetical order like it do, i don't know how you judge those things yeah true and also frustratingly singers usually get pretty far and really? sometimes even win which to me it's like they're still good but there are other shows for you, you well, know? the whole point of the show is to be kind of like well you, you don't have to watch singers yeah. all the time here i but. feel like you could be like a trick singer like if you could sing and break glass, but like or if, if you were a yodeler, yeah, like exactly, like a special interest. But if you're just like a singer, that's stupid. Yeah, there are a lot of singers. Has anyone ever gotten far yodeling? Uh, I don't know. Because I'm not really, that. I, I really would like to know this now. I think there have been yodelers. I would it. think. I doubt anyone has ever won. I don't think anyone's probably gotten far with it, but like I can understand the appeal of seeing like someone come on a show like this and yodel. Yeah. Yeah. Or something, another obscure talent like that. Yeah. I, I like it. Um, I think this one, I don't know. We can talk about it later. I feel like I, even if it like, came on right now, I don't know how guilty I'd feel about it. Maybe this one moves down a little bit because mm-hmm. like <laughs> some of these other ones I do feel pretty yeah. seriously guilty about, but no, agreed. good pick nonetheless. Thank you. Thank you. Should we move on to number four? Yeah. All right. Number four is say yes to the dress. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like probably neither of you have seen that either. I <laughs> uh, wouldn't go that far. but okay so say yes to the dress is on here because it's pretty much the same show over and over again and while they are different dresses now that i'm a person that has shopped for wedding dresses i will say they kind of stick to one type of dress they're all super couture they're always Mm. strapless they're always very flashy also they give you a very unrealistic sense of what it's like to shop at a bridal store is there always and, like champagne and like Prince music playing in the background? <laughs> so I went to one where there was, and then everywhere else it kind of like tries to be that and fails. Well, mm. they'll ask you like, what's your fiance's name? How did he propose? But you Ew. can tell that they don't actually really care. They're just asking you to be similar to say yes to the dress. Oh. So I think it just, yeah, it's just very strange. I did go to one where it was the full champagne and, you know. Uh, full service, but you didn't have any like Fogo de Chao or Brazilian steakhouse beforehand, did you? No, <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Okay. Also, the dresses on Say Yes to the Dress are all very expensive, which is understandable because they're very high end designer dresses, mm. but they're not actually representative of anything like the normal person can buy. So, fun show to watch, but not really actually like that informative if you're trying to buy a wedding dress. I feel like that's true of most reality television. Like, if you're trying to really learn something from it, you're probably in the wrong place. Exactly, which is why it's a guilty pleasure, because I really just watch it to see So you're the saying that based on your now expanded knowledge of this actual marketplace, this show has, bas- has kind of transformed into a guilty pleasure for you because you understand it now as a fictional show, whereas before you actually believed that you were gleaning useful information from it? Yes, that's actually a very accurate assessment. 
Interesting. Like, I think I would still watch it, even though I know it's ridiculous, and I'm also no longer looking for a wedding dress, because I purchased one. Whoa, I didn't know that. Big news. Yeah, big news. Pod announcement. <laughs> Kyle hasn't seen it, don't worry. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> as soon as we're done, you guys can, can chat about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's interesting. Like, I, to two different people, obviously all of these shows, it's subjective, but like, for you specifically, the show has transitioned recently from a show that you would not consider to be a guilty pleasure to an actual guilty pleasure. Do you think that it makes it lower on the list? Probably. Is that an obvious guilty pleasure? Probably. I don't know. What's your take, Mike? I don't know. I think I think I like your take. I think I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to survey more young ladies who are in the the bridal dress shopping world. But my sense is most of them probably don't fit the exact price point body type personality of say yes to the dress and therefore have their own experience yeah probably i in my head i'm kind of thinking this lines up pretty well with cake boss too because i feel like the majority of people watching this show aren't like oh boy i'm gonna glean some tips about how to buy my wedding dress someday it's more like i hope she's too fat to fit or like <laughs> that's a I really hope that, <laughs> i hope that the mother-in-law like is really bitchy and like is gonna call her ugly or like i, I hope, hope they that eat they brazilian steakhouse first and get diarrhea in the dress <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true it is a more fun that's show a great point like a, kyle you're right you've yeah. gotten to it elite just you're yeah. caught it's yeah. not it's not about the price of the dress it's because you're rooting for these people to rip their dress no, not even that, but it is a more enjoyable episode when it's like a bridezilla where you can see the salesperson yeah. getting so exasperated. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Go, go, go. Kyle, this is why you two are a good match. <laughs> I still stand by everything else that I said in addition to this. Yeah. I think it's all valid. I just think that I was having a little bit of trouble like classifying this as a guilty pleasure, and now that we've had this full discussion of it, I have no qualms whatsoever about classifying it this way as a guilty pleasure. Okay, good. I'm glad you came around. Word. My apologies for the poor explanation at the beginning. No, not no, poor. No, it's not a poor explanation, <laughs> yeah. and now I feel, I feel like I'm really informed about this show now yeah. for eventually when I do watch it, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, okay. That was number four. That was number four. Let's recap again just real quick before we do our top three. And also do some honorable mentions. All right. All right. Number 10, Victorious. Number nine, MTV. Number eight, Cake Boss. Number seven, America's Next Top Model. Number six, Naked and Afraid. Number five, America's Got Talent. Number four, Say Yes to the Dress. All right. So what were your, like, 11, 12, 13, like, just missed it? So some honorable mentions. I wanted to get more scripted shows on here, because I don't know if you've noticed, Same. but most are reality TV. I was just thinking about that. But it was tough, so I will say one of them in the top three is a scripted show, which we'll get to. Um, oh, gross. I already know what it is, and it sucks. <laughs> so another one that I thought about putting on the list, but didn't know if it was popular enough, is Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Have you guys seen that show? I think it's pretty popular. I also, from what I understand, think it's actually just a kind of a good show. Yeah, it is. Well, so the the reason I thought about putting this one on is because the premise is so ridiculous mm. that I feel weird if I have to describe it to anyone. Like, <laughs> that's, I describe, a, that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I described this show once, and I was embarrassed by the end because I started off by saying, oh, it's hilarious. And then I was like, it's about these three women that get kidnapped, and then their life after they get out. Mm. And like... 
that doesn't sound funny at all. Yeah. Then you have to qualify it like, oh, but it's Tina Fey, so it's fine. Like that would be like, useful out. Yeah, that yeah. would be like if Stranger Things wasn't cool and you had to explain it to someone. That's a great point. People would be like, "You're such a nerd, mm. nerd." <laughs> I also thought about, and this one's also just a good show, so I took it off. Downton Abbey. I was actually just, I literally, as you said that, in my colonial pajamas, was thinking, <laughs> maybe this should be on my list. And By the way, everyone, like, picture a child <laughs> growing up in, like, 18th century America in a cabin somewhere. What that child would wear to bed is what Mike is currently wearing. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> it's a full, it's a full suit. Yeah, it matches from head to toe, baby. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Well, before I go, Mike, why would you put Downton Abbey on your list? Well, I think my uh, my target demographic, sort of in terms of my appeal, has has generally been described as old ladies. Um, there's no group that likes me as much as the elderly uh, female set, and I feel like I'm sort of I'm staying too close to type with Downton. Like I gotta be adventurous and watch something the kids are watching every once in a while. Because the life that uh, the Dowager Countess, played by the incomparable Dame Maggie Smith, like, her life is too similar to mine, you know? It's just about being snarky and drinking tea and being like, <laughs> like, I no, don't know. I it's not a stretch for me. So my reasons were different, but uh, <laughs> the, the reason I thought maybe it would go on there is because nothing really seems to happen on Downton Abbey no. when you really think about it. And <laughs> some of the episodes are an hour and a half long. Yeah, the specials, so you the have Christmas to specials. commit like a movie amount of time to watching this episode of TV where nothing really happens. So this is guilty for you in like a very um, like like a time perspective like a lot of these shows you're guilty because like oh this isn't testing my intelligence in any way this is like i feel guilty spending this much time watching this show (laughs) or not much is happening i think the guilt about downton abbey is interesting because the guilt is so deeply built into the premise because julian fellows the creator of this show understands something fundamental about the american psyche which is that if it's british it's fine So what he did was he took the lowest common denominator of all soap opera tropes and storylines and just dressed it up and gave it in a British accent. Like the whole premise is this is a show that Americans would feel way too guilty to watch, except that the people on it are wearing tweed and talking in British accents. Like the whole show is a delivery system for our guilt. (laughs) Wow. Succinctly put, Mike. (laughs) Don't even know if I can top that with any more. It's like you had already written a research paper about this, and we're just reading from it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I probably did. I actually am pretty sure I did write about Downton in college. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to Professor Duty. <laughs> Mike G, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any other ones? I felt like something from HGTV needed to be on here, Ooh. but I had trouble picking one. I was between Property Brothers and Love It or List It. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about some of like the really second-rate ones, like uh, um, like buying? There's like a lot of like buying and then something like buying South Beach or like buying the Tropics. Like they're, they're like stupid shows where it's like a Dumb couple spinoffs. Yeah, it's like a couple who like the husband is like an oil guy. Like he's some he he works in like offshore drilling and they're like we want to move to Turks and Caicos 
but we're trying to buy for under two hundred thousand. We want, <laughs> we want a built-in fireplace. We would love a path down to the beach, but we really need some high fences for the young kids. Let's see. <laughs> like those shows kind of suck. What's funny about those shows is that it's usually not the oil baron. It's usually like husband collects matches, <laughs> <laughs> wife like names dust bunnies, <laughs> budget two hundred million dollars. <laughs> so true. It's a great point. <laughs> that's not a joke that I made up, by the way. Like that's a very popular thing to meme. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but the silliness of those shows, I think, puts it. In the, in the running for a guilty pleasure. And I feel like you two are, like, probably very much in the throes of seeing how ridiculous that is as you, like, start thinking about starting your life together. You're like, all right, well, this is our budget. What can we what can we reasonably get in the Chicagoland area? <laughs> we can get half an apartment. Yeah, one <laughs> <Yay>! apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Dark place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three. (laughs) Number three is a show that I do not actually watch, but I think would probably be on a lot of people's guilty pleasure lists. And number three, because I cannot figure out why they're famous, is Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Ooh, this is a good one. You know who got super into this for a while? My dad. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He loved Keeping Up. Felicia, so my sister Felicia... Her life, her, like, real life occasionally resembles that of the Kardashians. She's just, she's so fabulous. She's just so fabulous, it's crazy. And so she got <laughs> into it, and my dad and I were, like, sick one time and watched a bunch of it. And then my dad started really asking about, like, so what's going on with Courtney? Like, how's she doing? And he got, like, really into it. <laughs> you guys didn't react as strongly to this one though is this not a guilty pleasure show it is i, think... I just don't feel guilty about it <laughs> <laughs> i think that this is like the kardashians have become the poster children for indulging in the petty materialistic kind of sides of ourselves yeah and this show is like exactly it's just the vessel upon which all of that is served to us. <laughs> I, I'm i actually kind of surprised this isn't higher. Like, to, when I think of a guilty pleasure show, like, this is what I think of. I totally I mean, agree. But don't, you know what's crazy, though? Don't even, don't forget, Keeping Up With The Kardashians is the highest quality of the Kardashian family empire shows. Because there's Rob and China. There's uh, Chloe and Courtney Take South Beach. There's like a bunch of spinoffs. There's a bunch. There was one that was like just the Jenner clan, like Brody does stuff. least <laughs> <laughs> this fits in with what you said very early on and that like the popularity of a show yeah. influences how high it should be. And the fact mm-hmm. that everyone knows what the show is and kind of has an right. understanding of what it is, I think it's fitting. We can talk about where it fits later, but... Uh, <laughs> I think we're all in agreement yeah. it's a guilty party. Needless to say, it's got a spot high on this list. All right. Yeah. All right. Good to hear. Should we move on to number two? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number two is The Bachelor. Mmm. This includes Bachelorette, right? Like it's And Bachelor in Paradise, which I think is probably actually the biggest guilty pleasure of So that's three. what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Because your your love of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I have, through osmosis, absorbed quite a bit about the show. 
And from what I understand, Bachelor in Paradise is a totally separate thing. Like, and I feel like an actually somehow guiltier pleasure than the regular For show. For sure. Yeah, so the premise is just that it's a bunch of people who used to be on either Bachelor or Bachelorette, like previous contestants, and they just go somewhere in paradise, like a beach, and just get hook drunk. Up. Well, yeah, get drunk and hook up. And <laughs> yeah. then, so it'll start with, say, like, ten guys and nine girls. So then the first week, the nine girls will each pick a guy, and the one who doesn't make it gets voted off. Does that make oh. sense? And then they'll bring on, like... A new woman to even it back out or whatever, and they keep like adding new people, what? and people keep leaving. So it's yeah. just like weird bachelor purgatory. <laughs> kind of. It sounds like how somebody who is drunk would have explained the bachelor. <laughs> no, it like it's like they drunkenly like... confuse the rules of the bachelor. <laughs> so now you got a new girl, and she's hotter, and she's on the show. You're like, what? Well, the weirdest part is that some people have been on The Bachelor enough now that they've, like, been a contestant and then been in Bachelor in Paradise twice or whatever. And so people will be excited for them to be on it. So, like, for example, they'll be interviewing one of the women that is on Bachelor in Paradise. And she'll be like, oh, I just really hope that Adam is one of the guys this year. And then when Adam comes, she, like, immediately tries to make sure he picks her so that wow. she gets to stay another week and also be with Adam. So it's just, yeah, it's very, it's very weird. And there's a bartender who's like a, um, like a character in the show. So they do this the same thing at the person? beginning. He, it was the same person for a while, and then they just recently switched to a different person. But at the beginning of the show, they do this weird like sitcom-y thing where they play this silly music and show everyone with their names. And then at the end, it's like, and bartender whoever, like bartender Hugo, you know, so... He's, like, also a character on the show, wow. and he gets interviewed just like everybody else does. And the, this is the other thing. That's two times a week, and they're each, like, two hours long. So this also goes to the time thing. If you're really... Wait, twice a week? Two hours? Yeah. If you're really watching all of Bachelor in Paradise, like... That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's absurd. I don't know. That's even so much it. content. It's so yeah. much. <laughs> and it's just people getting drunk and mad at each other and going on dates. That's like the whole that's the whole show. Jesus. Wow. So <laughs> I, I'm totally comfortable grouping these together. Yeah. Like, I don't think they need to be separate things. Yeah, there's actually a word for it. It's called Bachelor Nation. Oh, that is the, the series okay. of Bachelor shows. I don't know how you felt when you just said Bachelor Nation. Guilty. But I hope that a wave of guilt just washed <laughs> over you. But, but, also, pleasure. Pleasurable, yes. Yep. That's true. I'm happy that I know look I'm embarrassed I, to say it. For the, for, the, for the listeners out there, Ali just had this like glow on her face as if she couldn't quite wait for the next episode of The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. When she like proudly declared herself a part of Bachelor Nation. <laughs> no, I actually, you'll be proud. I watched the Olympics last night instead of The Bachelor. So I don't actually know who went home last night and it was hometown week. Big week. Can I also just add, <laughs> as, as a longtime friend of Allegis's, uh, Allegis... The best part of hearing her talk about guilty television here is that she's a very, like, serious person and very intelligent and carries herself very professionally in all her life. And so I imagine that there are some listeners who are not as familiar with this side of Legis' personality who are like, what in God's name is she talking about right now? It's great. All Kyle's fiance does is watch TV. Yeah, that's, what's, that's what I am finding most enjoyable about this piece. This is a perfect pick for your personality. I'm very glad that this is the topic you picked. 
Thank you. Now you know what I do in some of my free time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't have to get too far into it, but when you're like really at your at your end, like if you've been working a lot, you can't like go home and then like go running or like yeah. reading. You're not novel. reading War and Peace. Yeah, you got. Yeah. yeah, you know, like this is a perfect, <laughs> perfect way to blow off some steam at the end of the day. So yeah, there's no shame here. Well, there is some. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit though. <laughs> perfectly mixed with pleasure yeah <laughs> with that in mind well one more thing that you said about the bachelor the the the, the bachelor nation is the perfect way to describe it because like this show was popular when it started yeah and then i feel like it kind of went through like a like a decline kind of like lull phase and now maybe this is just because my understanding of popular culture is is changing and like i'm, I'm more into it now but like it seems like the show has had a bit of a renaissance, and it's all of a sudden like very much in the like the zeitgeist and like the the in the like the mind's eye of our collective society. Is that the case? I th- I don't know. I think I've also just been paying more attention to it recently because I actually didn't watch this show until after college. So I'm kind of a recent bachelor fan but i'd see a lot of things about it but it's probably just because i'm looking out for yeah. it more now. i'm it's suspicious just... that this is a social media phenomenon i'm very suspicious yeah. that this is a twitter snapchat thing because if i think mm. about uh the the friends that i know who watch this i would imagine that a big part of this which goes along with the guilty pleasure nature of it is that while they're watching they're like snarkily snapchatting about it but secretly they're totally into it, and they care if, like, Marco romances the lady. But they're, like, Snapchatting, like, oh, Marco's such a douche, uh, but then they're watching it and loving it. So I feel like that's a big part of why it's had a resurgence, because I think it has. Yeah. They also, and maybe they've always done this, I'm not sure, but recently, the next, like, for example, the last Bachelorette was a contestant on the previous season of The Bachelor, and the current Bachelor has also been a contestant before. Now I'll tell you, as a as somebody with two sisters who's been watching this for a while, that's been a thing for that's been a forever. Thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I think that that keeps people intrigued in yeah. it, though, for sure. Because especially when these guys get like second or third, yeah, you know, you have to imagine half of the people watching are rooting for them, totally. and so then they get to come back mm-hmm. again. So, all right, maybe that's just why it stayed popular for so long. Yeah. All right. Good pick at number two. I really like that one. Are what's we ready the, for number one? Please, what's the yeah, guiltiest, what is number one? Guilty pleasure show out there. The guiltiest guilty pleasure show by my account is Pretty Little Liars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this show? <laughs> I... <laughs> you, go, you go first. I love Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> Shout out to my family and also my friend Sarah, or our friend Sarah, friend of the show, uh, for watching, between the two of them, watched every episode of Pretty Little Liars with. Sarah and I used to have, like, Friday night wine and PLL nights, and Pretty Little Liars is on this list because it is so absurd and so ridiculous and just, like... A couple of seasons started off as a normal like murder mystery show and then just went way off the rails. But I had to know what happened next. And for that reason, I have seen every single episode. First of all, I think the show should only ever be referenced as PLL because like it, I, just like when you say PLL, it totally like it, I think people that watch this show and, and guilty shows in general, and it's true of you, I think it's it always starts as like 
this show is dumb. I'm just gonna, you know, watch it because you know it's it's just a dumb show. It's something to watch with my sisters. And then all of a sudden you're you're into it, and then you you've bought into like calling it by its nickname, PLL. I don't know, like that feels like like perfect. My I would I've been to your house a number of times when you and your sisters are watching it or you've described general plot points to me and I in an effort to be a dick and just to be like generally rude and funny I don't know I will just like come up with the most ridiculous plot points I can to explain away like your questions or I'll make really silly guesses and you can vouch for me. Oftentimes, they end up being correct. Like yeah, this show, true. and I've seen enough episodes to know that this show is not a good television show. No, <laughs> it is. Not. Have you watched it at all, Mike? No. The so just remind me the the original thing was who is like L or B A, a right? How long did that last? Well, <laughs> there have been Oh, God. Days. Oh, you know what? I heard this. Like, they gave the answer, like, season two, and then they took it back or something, right? Kind of, where it's like, no, that was just an accomplice, and they were really working for, and then they do, like, a five years later thing where they're all... So it takes place while they're in high school, and they figure it out, and then they all go to college, and then the next season is... Uh, they're all out of college and like starting their real lives, and they start getting the texts again, and somebody is, else Is dies, A murdering like people? So one of their friends is <laughs> the beginning of the show. She like disappears. Okay. And yeah, and there, that was the thing. Like that happened. was what people yeah. got super into. Was like, oh, Joanne is gone. Let's find her. And then Allison. Yeah. Allison. I know. I actually for a second her name starts with A. So oh. yeah, the show has gotten so ridiculous boom, boom. for that. For a second, I actually forgot what the original premise was when you asked yeah, that question. Exactly. I actually forgot how it all started. So when would you say it jumped the shark? Like what was what was the moment for you? Well, I don't want to give any spoilers. Oh, you can spoil. This PLL is okay. Minor, minor spoiler. I think the the short answer is that it happened very soon. No, I think... So, I can't think of an exact moment where it jumped ship. But I'll say this. The first two seasons, it's stuff that, like, actually could happen. It's this person that's stalking them and the things that they're saying and the things that they're doing. Like, a real stalker could figure that out. Yeah. And then it just evolves into like this all knowing being where somehow they know everything and they have all the phones tapped and they're everywhere all at once. And they put things in their houses and in their cars. And like, it's just absurd. Too much. Like not even a professional stalker could get to the (laughs) level that this person does. Not even a highly accomplished stalker. (laughs) But for real. And the fact that they never tell the parents or the police the police are involved so many times and there's always some weird like if you tell the police i'll tell you know whoever that you slept with your english teacher and so then they're like oh i can't i can't (laughs) and so they never tell the police and it's like the same cops in the show the whole time and they always know that these girls are up to something and they can never quite prove it and it's just it's just absurd wow it also took a brief turn into the supernatural in order to set up a spin-off show called Ravenswood that didn't do very well. Ravenswood? So like, yeah. Yeah. So there's My these goodness. it's like three episodes where they meet this woman who's like a psychic and then they go to this creepy mansion and then the spin-off show picks up with one of the girl's boyfriends being in the creepy mansion and he's like actually dead or something. But oh, then wow. that show died off and all of a sudden he's back on pretty little liars and they just pretend that he's like been on vacation 
It's just, wow. <laughs> it's very weird. The rambling nature in which you describe that show's plot, <laughs> subsequent attempted spinoff, and then swept under the rug nature of its inclusion back into the fold, I think says all that we need to about the guilty pleasure nature of this show. That's so true. And I bet that given your keen analytical mind that that was as succinctly and as beautifully as a person could summarize that. I bet you did a great yeah. job. It was confusing yeah. <laughs> as hell. Right. It is very confusing. It's just <laughs> so many twists and turns. I can't even remember how many people have been accused of being A at this point. It's almost every character. So are you confident that you've got the A? Like, how do you feel? Like, right now, if, yeah. I, if I ask you right now, like, you feel pretty good that A is, like, the matter has been settled? Yeah, yeah. The oh, show is sure. over now. That person was for oh, sure A. okay. But, yeah. It was a little bit of an unsatisfying ending. They, well, I don't want to give it away, but basically <laughs> they had gone through so many of the characters and decided that they were not A, that they kind of had to bring in a new character and make oh, that person Oh, no! <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually... A, a little A-ish ex machina, am I right? <laughs> oh, ah. gross. You. Shut up, Dylan. Ugh. Shouts to Dylan. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's... We're, in, we're, we're over an hour. So let's quickly recap 10 through 1. Mike, let's go through someone, like really quickly go yeah. through some honorable mentions and yep. pick ones that we're serious about. Yep. And let's get down to this. Okay. All right. Um, do you want to recap real quick? Sure. Number 10, Victorious. Number 9, MTV. Number 8, Cake Boss. Number 7, America's Next Top Model. Number 6, Naked and Afraid. Number 5, America's Got Talent. Number 4, Say Yes to the Dress. Number 3, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Number 2, The Bachelor or Bachelor Nation. And number one, Pretty Little Liars, or PLL. All right. I have a couple that I was thinking of while we were talking about this. One I referenced obliquely earlier, um, one that some of my coworkers, coworkers have talked about. I think it's kind of similar to Survivor. It's called The Challenge. Do either of you know about this show? I don't I've think so. I guess it's it's just like a show where they have like couples or, or people on, and uh, they... They're just like it's kind of like I think it's a lot like Survivor. They just compete in various contests and vote each other off and get points and all these sorts of different kinds of things. I don't know much about it other than like the people I hear at work talk about it treat it with this kind of attitude of guilt. Um, but maybe it, it it slots in like nicely with like a Survivor style like reality game show. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is. Like a uh, Jerry Springer show or Mari. Oh, uh, <laughs> mm, that's a good one. Which, like, those shows are so bad that, like, I actually don't get much pleasure watching them because I feel awful. Um, not like guilty watching them, I just feel bad. Um, but I don't know, maybe there's a place for that on here too. Um, the last one is a show that I <laughs> really, really like. I watched a lot of this show with Cameron. Um, I know you've watched a lot of this show too, Mike. Um, the show is Pawn Star. Oh, oh my God. This is on the list. We're going to find a place. <laughs> I really want oh, it on the list. so yeah. good. The show is so stupid. Kyle, um, let's, wait, let's just set up a potential pawn. I have got, I have got the, <laughs> the diary that Abraham Lincoln was writing in. It was in his back pocket when he was assassinated at the Ford Theater. Allegis? This is off screen, by the way. <laughs> 
If this Abraham Lincoln's diary is real, <laughs> I have to have it. If the price is right, this is going to be mine. Cut back to Mike. Yeah, it looks uh, pretty cool, Mike. This is a pretty good uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln's diary as far as uh, Abraham Lincoln's <laughs> diaries goes. Um, let me call up my buddy. He knows everything there is to know about Abraham Lincoln's diary. I'll get him in here and see if this thing's legit. <laughs> That's every episode. They do that six times an episode. And, and then, then they like, offer they, me like six bucks. Yeah. <laughs> which like, I immediately is... take and then blow up my nose on the Vegas Strip. <laughs> it's like a $10 million Abraham Lincoln diary. And he's like, yeah, man, this thing is this thing is going to sit on my shelf. I got to find a buyer. I got I I to pay all be... the overhead. I got yeah. to store this thing. I got to pay for moth repellent. There's a lot. Of I got to store this thing. It's like... It's like a knickknack. Did you say knickknack? It's not I, knick-knack. I just bespoke. It's a knickknack. And then, and then, like every two pawns, Chumley comes in. It's just like, oh, hey, boss man. Hey, can I buy a monster truck? He's like, no, Chumley, you can't buy a monster truck. I was just gonna say, and what you're describing is well before the show jumped the shark. And the, and what they realized, it just see, this is something that happens on every show. Every show at some point realizes it's found its breakout star, and it uses that breakout star to, like, exhaustion. And this show found two. They were Chumley, the very stoned, ne'er-do-well, like, clerk in the office, and the old man, as they call him. Big Hoss. No, you know, the old man. Rick's dad, the old guy who's, like, mumbling... (laughs) Who's mumbling incoherently about his time in the war and how things were better in his day. And those two took over the show and every episode was them bidding on like a Zeppelin. They're like, this thing right here is the original Hindenburg. Gonna buy this thing. And it's them like trying to fly the Hindenpeter every episode. Oh Anyways. <laughs> I love that show. I acknowledge it's. I, lo- I acknowledge how shitty it is. I I it. I will stump very hard for this making the list yeah. somehow. So and those are my other honorable mentions. I don't think I'm gonna fight like all that hard for like a Survivor style show or a Jerry Springer style show. I just thought they deserved mentioning. All right, I got a couple. You just reminded me of one that needs to uh, be mentioned. Probably not on the list, but uh, Storage Wars. Remember Storage Wars? Long story short, people bid on uh, sealed storage containers, and they hope to find something. Turns out that entire show was fake. We have 349 gallons of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce and several paper clips. We'll start the bidding at five dollars. Yeah, and that was except they don't know, the right? Yeah, no, they don't know. But then they find the Sweet Baby Ray's, and then they would plant fake stuff in there. Um, yeah. Or so they say, I don't know, maybe uh, A&E allegedly. or TLC, allegedly. Storage Wars is one. Dawson's Creek, that's a show that I got super into with my sisters. Uh, <laughs> it's a little silly uh, and parodied very nicely on Family Guy, which was uh, just showed a bunch of teenagers staring out at a creek while dramatic music <laughs> played, which was very true. Um Family Feud. This is one that I think should genuinely be considered. It has mm. turned into a very strange, strange <laughs> world uh, of sex and race. Uh, it's very weird that that's what Family Feud has become. Um, it was always pretty weird, but it's gotten a lot weirder. We'll say Steve Harvey is the best host that show has ever had, but uh, that's a guilty pleasure indeed. 
The only thing keeping it from the list is that, like, you can actually kind of play along and, like... Yeah. Like, at least to an extent, make your mind do something. Yeah. I don't know. It's worth talking about. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, it's fun to say, like, name six words that also mean boobs. And you're like, <laughs> cannons! Boinga! Like, it's, it's like, fun for a while. But then, like, when... Like, Grandma Ada comes on, and she's like, back in my day, we just called them titties. And you're like, what is happening on this show? Like, this And then is- Steve Harvey does that face where he's like... Yeah, he does, like, the boing <laughs> like- face. <laughs> or, like, yeah, like, that's the question. And then someone says, like, a, a word that means boobs, and he's, like, appalled that yeah. someone would talk about boobs yeah. on the show. Like, <laughs> he's like, he, like, sometimes he drops the cue cards... He's like, oh, no, she did. Oh, come on, Grammy, you're disgusting. And you're like, what? <laughs> uh, show me boobs. Yeah, I exactly. did kind of think there was a need for a game show on this list, and I couldn't mm. think of a good one, so I'm glad that you guys came through with Price is right. Are, Price is right is another one that I feel guilty about. There are a bunch of show networks <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that could fit on this list, but Family Feud is a, a well-known one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I... It's a really great show, but I liked it too much, and I think a lot of people have overrated this one subsequently. Home Improvement. Um, hey. <laughs> I love that show, but it's a ridiculous television show. And it's just Tim the Toolman Taylor uh, and his his record of white-collar crime, uh, or maybe it was drugs, I don't remember. Some sort of weird crime. And just... Like, doing stuff and screwing things up, and it just wasn't that good. Wilson was great, but the show was just, it's a little, I loved it. Still not very good. I know, he does look a little devastated. Like a sad little puppy. That, I don't know, maybe it's just because, I think that show has probably a a greater, uh, people remember it more fondly in Southeast Michigan, because it was set there. Mm, That's a good point. Tim Allen's a Michigan man. My sister and her <laughs> boyfriend went as uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor and Big Al Borland for Halloween this year. Okay, which one was made... she? Aaron was Big Al. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. They were, it was really good. Yeah, it they was a really good. good. I like so, that. So, yeah, I, that probably tells you all you need to know about, like, that show's place in our, uh, our upbringing. But <laughs> I happen to disagree with you. I think that's just a damn fine show. Uh, I'm trying. I think I I'm trying to get a couple scripted shows in here. I'm trying to find ones that fit. The next well, one is one. Tough? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, the next one is one that pains me to say because I love it so much. But I think the guilty pleasure part comes in because Caroline was telling me for the longest time to watch this show, and I made fun of her mercilessly because the premise sounds so stupid and the advertising is terrible. New Girl. New Girl is amazing. New Girl is a life-changing show. I love everything. And no, I'm not exaggerating because I'm a little sleepy. New Girl is a great show. And I made fun of it mercilessly. I think a lot of people think it's stupid. And so I think it's turned into a guilty pleasure for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, that hurts me. I also love New Girl. I think it's so funny. Uh, What do you think about in place of that show, another one that you make fun of, that even people that like this show agree that it's kind of got or it went off the rails towards the end what about how much your mother yeah <sighs> it sucks it sucks <laughs> so badly i hate the idea of somebody getting any pleasure from it though i oh see i love how i met your mother i can't put this on this list yeah unfortunately this is a public service we're doing here Lee, just so we might have to no what <laughs> i don't i don't know i think 
I think as far as scripted shows go, that's just a good example because like even people that love that show will tell you towards the end it got a little zany. And I don't know. Only really the very last season, but yeah, that's true. I didn't love the last season. Whatever. Alright, I'm gonna run through got- my I'm gonna run through my last couple real quick. Uh, right. anything on late night television, it all sucks. It's terrible. Um, any of the ESPN morning or afternoon programming, <laughs> anybody who watches that should feel terribly guilty. If you watch like first take or whatever it's called, or Mike and Mike, or two guys of different races yelling at each other, like whatever those shows are, those suck. Uh, and then my couple guilty pleasures that might be a little specific to me. One was a show on like the man channel or whatever it's called. where like different animals. They're like, that pretended that different animals were fighting. It was like giant anteater versus saber tooth tiger. And you're like, what? Like that was one. Uh, That's a, real? That was yeah. a show. Yeah. A related show that a uh, good friend of the pod, Alex was describing the other day to me. Yeah. Uh, is this show where they, I think it was also on the man channel where they would have different ancient warriors fight each other. Like theoretically, and basically, according to him, it was just a vehicle to make really racist propositions about Asian warriors, where you'd have, like, Roman legionnaire using fighting with his spear, and then, like, random Asian guy from 1970 fighting with throwing stars and nunchucks. And you're like, what? <laughs> How is that his weapon of choice? He's just some dude working at a desk job. And it was, like, this dumb racist show. Uh, but that was actually a good time to watch. I like that show. It was fun to watch, like a a GI fight, like a like a gladiator, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, but my last and guiltiest show. This one is probably too personal to me. Guiltiest pleasure because I thought it was real. The show about mermaids. I thought that this show that was on <laughs> Animal Planet about mer people was real for like way well, too many for that for like way too many episodes. <laughs> Um, they had a lot of compelling evidence. Like, did you know that humans are the only non-aquatic mammal that if you drop a baby in the water, it knows to hold its breath? Did you know that humans have more subcutaneous fat than any non-aquatic mammal? Did you know that humans' fingers and toes are more webbed than any non-aquatic mammal? I could go on. Point is, they had a lot of good evidence. In hindsight, I feel really guilty that I bought it as much as I did. But a lot of people bought it. I'm comfortable with that one being on the list. I think this was a this was a 13th year scenario where Mike secretly hoped that he would sprout a tail. I did. They call, they had like a clever name for it. They didn't call it like a merman. They said like Australopithecus waterconus or something. Like it sounded convincing. It sounded sciency. Yeah, it did sound sciency. All right. <laughs> Let's get to work. We yeah, some we work are, to let's, do here, let's get let's grind this thing out. First of all, one change I'd like to make is I think um, we should instead of have Victorious on here, have a proxy slot for children's television. Yeah, is that is that fair? I'm okay with that. I'm fine okay. with that. And I think it belongs on the list. Maybe is maybe low, like ten. I don't know. Yep. Um, is there anything on here, Mike, that you think probably doesn't? belong or ironclads or just give me some general thoughts here i think america's got talent is vulnerable uh i think that cake boss is vulnerable uh and i think that uh i personally think naked and afraid is vulnerable i think it's a pretty damn good television show those are a couple that i'm looking at i strongly disagree (laughs) about naked and afraid (laughs) okay that is not a good show mike (laughs) high quality television programming (laughs) and at the end they're like 
This is totally unscientific method. They're oh, I like, love it! I love the they're like They're like, this person used to think they could start a fire by throwing a rock straight in the air. <laughs> and now they are not dead. They lost 46 pounds in three weeks. Like, their survival rating has gone up by four. Like, yeah. it doesn't make... It's, it's totally There's stupid. no scale on any of it. No, it, th- no, that's a guilty pleasure. It's, it's staying. Okay. <laughs> um, I would agree that... Um, I think America's got talent just because like i group that with like a lot of talent shows and i feel like those have been like pop like the voice is still insanely popular yeah american idol was insanely popular for a long time like i don't know i just feel like there's not enough guilt associated yeah. like i feel like people talk about those shows and are like are very are proud even to to watch them is that fair i think so i think by that logic you're making that also a proxy just for talent shows yeah i think i am doing that but i do agree that even even though i made this list now that we've talked about it i do agree that it could be lower or or off the list i i could i could go for that. okay well it's at the very least it's it's vulnerable yeah how many did we decide absolutely need to go on i'm gonna fight hard for pawn stars (laughs) yeah pawn stars is on that's that's definitely on Um, i like the mer people (laughs) I, I think we, <laughs> the Mer people might be a little too personal to me, but I do like the Mer people. <laughs> I actually, I, I kind of said it quickly, but I do think that the any sort of sports, uh, any sort of ESPN original programming that isn't 30 for 30 or Sports Center should be on this list. Okay, so like another proxy. All right, let's call sports. it. Let's call it Mike and Mike. Anybody who ever listened to Mike and Mike or watched the te- oh my god forbid watch this television simulcast. Oh, but but see, you're describing just a very shitty TV. Show. I think they. Oh, I guess they didn't feel guilty enough. No, you're right. You're right. Is it a no? Is it a right. guilty pleasure? No, I just like hated when, it. Because if I if I turn that on right now, I'm not like looking around and being like, no one's here. I can watch an episode. I'm just like. I don't want to listen to these boobs. Good point. But you feel guilty if you like recorded it and went back to it. No, but I, I think what that. Kyle's saying is you just wouldn't. You're right. Moving on. Okay. Let's let's address the elephant in the room here. What are we doing with this MTV pick? Because we could make a top ten of MTV. It sounds like I know, like the at least for us in high school, like the show to feel guilty about watching was Jersey Shore, and yet it was insanely popular for a time. My only problem, I don't want to complicate this because of time matters, but I will say that Jersey Shore got an ironic cult following, and therefore I think cuts into the guilt factor a little bit. Because I think probably when people started watching it, myself included, it was more like hipsterish and cult sort of counterculture-y. Okay, fair enough. Did we, then we'll just, I don't know. Do we even need to pick like a proxy pick here, or can we just do the general on TV? That feels like a little bit of a cop out. It feels like a little bit of a cop out, but if we were judicious with our time and weren't at an hour and twenty, I would say we <laughs> would adjudicate that issue. But I think we should leave that issue unadjudicated. MTV is on the list, <laughs> and maybe we like maybe we move it way high up to account for the fact that that's like a huge grab yeah. bag of crappy guilty pleasure television. Yes. Yeah. That's true. I did have it pretty low on the list considering everything yeah. it encompasses. So we're serious about Pawn Stars, and do you want to put a, a game show on there, Family Feud? I like Family Feud. Yeah, I agree. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's two that we want to put on here. That means we need to take two off. I think. I think America's Got Talent could be one. 
I think America's Got Talent is definitely one. Okay. And... Wait, Mike, I, think... I don't know if you remember, but at one point when I said there was going to be a scripted show in the top three, you said, oh, I know what it is. I thought it was going to be How I Met Your Mother. I was pretty, oh. I was pretty certain. Or, or I guess potentially that other terrible television show, The Big Bang Theory. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I did don't. actually think about putting the Big Bang Theory it's on so here. Bad, but, but the 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 Big Bang Theory is is you either don't like it and you're not. Gonna it has get the any same problem as Mike and Mike. It's that yeah. I just don't like it, but the people who watch it or don't feel guilty enough about it. They should. Right. Okay, I think you take Got Talent off. I also think pick... Say Yes to the Dress needs to be lower based on reaction. Why don't we pick either Cake Boss or Say Yes to the Dress? Because we discussed how like the appeal to that show is just watching like. A person's special day spiral into like family problems. Mm-hmm. Do we? I, I don't know. I think I Cake like, Boss is the one that should to come keep? off because I, I think yeah. it's like an actually. I I know it itself was like whatever, but I think the idea of the the cooking show and and the fact that you know the term fondant, like I think that's justification enough. <laughs> I think someone that's interested in cooking. Like could really get some serious pleasure out of that, and um, they are very skilled at what they do. I think the same is true of yes, say yes to the dress. I think we keep say yes to the dress, get rid of cake boss, maybe move say yes to the dress down a little bit. That's yeah. fair. Does that sound mm-hmm. okay? So let's do some construction here. Why don't we work? Um, why don't we work from the um, the top down? What do you think is number one, Mike? I think Kardashians are number one. I was going to say, I think Kardashians is like the poster child for guilty pleasure television. I think we should put that at one. Okay. Um, you seem hesitant. I think hey, maybe it's just because I don't personally watch it, but this is not my list. It is our list, so it can move up. I actually think number two is, is equally as evident. Uh, I think that The Bachelor is number two. I think you had it nice. right on with The Bachelor right? there. Yeah. <clears throat> We have, we, I don't know, I'd, I'd be curious to get your take on it, Mike, because, like, I feel very confident putting PLO in the top three. Oh, we totally. St- no, I think, okay. I think it, your top three was, was terrific. Yeah. It just, I think I needed a tiny bit of reordering. <laughs> okay, so, so we're good there. How do you guys feel about moving MTV up to four, then? I feel good yeah, about that. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, we're making progress. We're moving, we're moving. So. I want to give a, us a quick shout at number five. I think number five is Pawn Stars. Throw that baby, oh. throw that baby high on the list because we're talking about demographics here. Right now, we're skewing a little young and we're skewing a little female, which I think is good because it's against type for this show. Um, but I think it's important to to shout to all the middle aged men in the back, and they feel really guilty about how much they love Pawn Stars. Um. I, I just want to quickly is 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 Pawn Stars more of a guilty pleasure show than say yes to the dress or because I think it is to a more different s- crowd. Yeah, because you have to remember all the people who are watching Pawn Stars religiously are Civil War reenactors, and so they take their historical fidelity very seriously. And once they realized that this show is fake, they felt really guilty about it. <laughs> it can go at number five. That's okay. You guys can have one of the top five. All right. Yay! Yay! Okay. I actually think that the the list from here on out is actually pretty well ordered. I think that Say Yes to the Dress belongs above Naked and Afraid. Mm. And I think both of those belong above 
Like, I think kids TV belongs pretty low on the yeah, list. Yeah, probably number 10. I, I still want to put... I think America's Next Top Model, the only thing holding it back from a slightly higher position on this list is that the couple beginning seasons were actually serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because otherwise I think it would be a little higher, but I think that mm-hmm. it, it still belongs where it is. You like it? Seven. I can get on board with that. Um, well, I just, uh, relatively speaking, so I guess it would be now nine, right? Because it would be... It, yeah, it was seven. Yeah. But... So, okay, so are you envisioning a scenario where we go Pawn Stars 5, say yes to the dress, 6, Naked and Afraid 7. And then, oh, Family Feud has to go on here. So still. then we have to do Family Feud, Kids TV, and... America's Next Top Model. And Next Top oh, Model. Yeah, yeah. Which of those is the guiltiest player? I think I think Feud. Because yeah. it's, it's guilty yeah. to so many. Yeah. Land is the first game show we have. Yeah. Unless you count The Bachelor, but not mm. really. Like, game show, game show. We didn't even throw... We didn't really even... T- we didn't really talk about Survivor for that long. That's kind of a guilty pleasure show, isn't it? Like, a really popular one. It's been on for a long time. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're gonna have some Survivor heads in the back yelling at us. <laughs> I think... Yeah, I think... Let's, we, well, but, here's what I think we should do. Let's finish our 10, and then let's do an emergency appendectomy. Let's... We're gonna need to throw Survivor on there. <laughs> Is I know Survivor and Naked and Afraid are very different, but are they similar enough? The thing with Survivor that's the oh, the God. big thing for me that's separating the two is that on Survivor they're not naked, right? Mm. <laughs> well, also Survivor, I guess you Survivor's more of a time commitment because if you're trying to watch a whole season, you got to go week to week. Whereas Naked and Afraid is one episode, and you're done with those people. Guys, I'm I'm suddenly super concerned. This usually happens when we're done with the episode. I think Survivor needs to be like a top five. I know. <laughs> okay. Can we can we just Okay, so we've got Family Feud eight, not next top model nine, ten, kids show. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. Okay, so logically speaking, what we should do is just slide kids show off and then slot Survivor in wherever we think appropriate, correct? And then just move everything down one. Yeah. I think I would actually prefer to leave kids TV at ten and take off top model. I was going to say the same thing, because kids TV represents, like... A lot of shows. A lot of TV. And Next Top Model feels kind of similar to, like, our American Idol show that we kind of unceremoniously dumped. Right. All right. No, I agree. I'm down with that. Take off Top Model. All right. Then I think we should... I I actually think I got the spot for it. I think it's four. I think it's right after PLL. Whoa. Above I'm MTV? serious. Survi- Survivor is like I, you're right. I don't know what we were thinking. Survivor is a huge guilty pleasure to a lot of people. I work with a bunch of smart people, and uh, a lot of them have a pool on Survivor that they like have a hush hush little agreement on that they really. Play. I didn't know people were still into it. I know. Yeah, they, they no. feel really guilty about it. That's the thing. <laughs> but they also I, feel great pleasure from it. Yeah. I. All right. I. I still want you to marry me. <laughs> Since we've discussed the cultural relevance of Survivor, how insane would it be to argue that it even fits in our top three? No, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't put it above Bachelor or Pretty Little Liars. I'm I would... sorry. It can be number four. <laughs> I think that it has greater cultural cachet than Pretty Little Liars, but I think the guilt felt by the Pretty Little Liars group is so intense. 
as to overcome the the number advantage that Survivor has. You cannot fathom how guilty anybody who's still watching Pretty Little Liars feels. Like I or was still watching it. PLL wins on the uh, on the DVR, the not the DVR, but the on demand. Yeah, test, test probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. Friends, um, I think we've got a list. list, guys. That's a list. Wow. Woo-hoo. Oh man. Elias, do you wanna do you wanna do it from ten to one? Yeah. All right. Number ten, kids TV. Number nine, Family Feud. Number eight, Naked and Afraid. Number seven, Say Yes to the Dress. Number six, Pawn Stars. Number five, MTV. Number four, Survivor. Number three, PLL. Number two, Bachelor Nation. Number one, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Whew, that was Ooh, a rambler and a marathon, but that was all sorts of fun. That we was went epic. to a million places, and I'm glad we went to each and every single one. <laughs> and here, I was worried I was going to pick stuff you guys wouldn't be able to talk about. I'm sorry I doubted. You done it. You done good, Allegis. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you also for the shout out to the listeners. So that they know I'm an intelligent person that does not only watch Guilty Pleasure <laughs> I'm glad. See, she's still feeling guilty about it. I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm still guilty about all she's still explaining herself. <laughs> I'm glad that I think we've probably referenced you on the show like seven or eight times now, like in the ten or twelve episodes we've done. So I'm glad that there's you're finally able to to get get on here, and, and I'm sorry that it put into high focus your love of guilty pleasure television but <laughs> that's okay i intend to be back Maybe but you will you will certainly be back next time and talking to Thank us you. about very intelligent things of course mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes top mm-hmm. top 10 scientific theorems of the late 19th century <laughs> <laughs> all right adios all right. amigos good work team see ya Alrighty, friends That was our top 10 for this week, but now we'd love to hear your top 10. So please check us out on all of our available social media outlets, traditional outlets, whatever outlets we have. Check us out on Twitter at top10km. That's all spelled out, top10km. Our email, top10km, spelled the same way, at gmail.com. Or our site, top10km.podbean.com. All forms of communication accepted except for serial killer notes. Please don't send us any of those. If you like the pod, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never have to miss an episode of Top 10 ever again. If you didn't like it, please tell us why. We'll try to make the show better. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod, and our artwork was created by Aaron Sant. You can check out her stuff at Sant Design on Instagram. Alrighty, goons. We'll see you next week.